to welcome Justina Adorno to our show, who you will know from um, Grand Hotel and other various shows that we're going to talk about in this podcast. So welcome, and thank you for taking this early call. Thank you. Thanks for calling me so early. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to chat. Um, You have so many things on your plate in terms of uh, TV shows and work, but you also are quite the activist and quite the... A spokesperson for vegan health as well as uh, animal rights and things like that. So I'm really excited to get to talk to you a little bit about all of those things. Yay. Me too. Thank I, you. I love talking about all things animals. Well, we're going to talk all things animals very soon, I'm sure. I can't wait. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about your career and how it all started. You have quite a resume as I sit here and look through it. Um, and got to do some research yesterday. You have quite a resume, but I'm curious as to how it all started. Yeah, well, I mean, thanks for that. I don't think I have quite a resume so far, but I've been lucky enough to work on some really great projects. Um, I, I started I started acting training, or at least, like, you know, seeing it as something that was, like, my main interest in high school. Uh, in middle school, I was in this magnet program for leadership, and, like, we would have, like, every Tuesday, there would be, like, a specific theme or 
something we would do, right? And one Tuesday we had uh, uh, the uh, the high school come in and perform one of the musicals that they were doing. It was Susan with the musical. And I remember watching them perform and I was like, oh my gosh, okay. No more doubts about it. I really want to do this. Like, I'm the only one in my class crying out of, like, happiness and all the feels, you know. I was like, okay, I obviously connect with this shit. Like, <laughs> I have to do this. You know, like, in seventh grade, I saw Seven Brides with Seven Brothers, and we went on our trip in D.C. with, like, a dinner a dinner theater, and I was, like, the most excited. And, like, I always knew I loved, you know, performance, but I just didn't know if I was fully going to pursue it. Even though in sixth grade, I told everybody that that's what I was going to do when we had to come <laughs> in and share what our career of choice would be. I was like, actress, duh. I always knew I had something to do with animals or or acting. Uh, so I, I went to high school. I auditioned for the acting program. I got in, and then there was a boarding school for the arts in South Carolina that I, I was like, you know what, let's try to see if I can get into that. And I got into that, and then I pursued it in college. And then I got an agent right after or during my senior year of college and then uh, moved back to New York. And so I've just, like, been pursuing that. You know, as you get older and you get out of schooling, it's a little more difficult to figure out life in a sense, you know, with work and trying to figure it out. So it took me a couple of years to really realize, okay, I have to actually give 100% of the shit of myself to this, you know, like, or things are just not going to happen as quickly or in the way that I wanted to. So I had done a few national commercials and I've done a couple under fives, but then, you know, I had gone into the NBC show, uh, showcase for diversity. Okay. And that's when I, I had gotten new representation and I felt ready. I felt ready, you know, I feel like getting into that showcase really showed me that, like, I was capable of taking on whatever role that was coming my way, you know? And I had landed the role of of seven seconds. It was a possible reoccurring role, and then it ended up being reoccurring. And, you know, I did, like, four episodes, and that was such a fun, amazing experience because that story is so relevant and important, which is something that... I want for my career. I want to be a part of projects that have meaning and depth. And then I had landed the role of Yoli uh, with Grand Hotel, and that was life changing for me. And the best, best experience I could have ever asked for for my first series regular on mm-hmm. television. And now I'm working on Roswell. I have a reoccurring role for season two, Roswell. New Mexico on CW, and I'm super excited. That's awesome. Super excited. It's been, it's very different too, you know. That's so cool. So you started in musical theater, and you started with one of my favorite shows that I've ever been in or ever done, which was Susical. Is the what? What's that? Into the Woods? Well, that too. I you started when you saw Susical, and then you played the witch in Into the Woods. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, so what was it like to then go from musical theater to film and TV? I feel like that's such a different medium, but also a really cool medium. 
yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's huge. Like, I started off in musicals, but I, something in me always told me, like, but maybe that was me, like, just doubting myself, which I wish I didn't do, but, you know, we all go through our own paths and everything happens for a reason, but I was just kind of being realistic with myself. I was like, vocal training, dance, like, oh, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that seven days a week and two out of those days I do it twice you know I just didn't know if that was something I was going to fully excel in you know yeah but I knew that I loved acting and I knew that I loved being vulnerable and telling stories that may not be as pretty you know as musical theater can be you know like I, I really loved um the rawness and the, the realness of just straight acting. And I went to college and I studied just acting. And uh, when I went to governor's school for the art, that's when I, I just studied acting. And it, was, it was really hard for me to give up musical theater. Right. But you know, at the moment, I, I realized, you know, and I was being told, like, focus on one thing and be the best at that. And then you grab something else and then you learn it and then be the best at that. And, you know, I don't really have the mindset of being the best because you're never going to be the best. You you can be your best. Right. You're trained to be your best. And so I just knew that I could be my best in just acting. And I always was told, hey, you know, I think you're going to do really good in film and TV by my teachers. So it was just something I knew that, I was going to fall into eventually. And I wish I had gotten more on-camera training in school because I didn't really get on-camera training. Right. I took okay. a couple of workshops with some casting directors, you know, but that was pretty much all I had as far as on-camera training was concerned. Everything else has been for the stage. And I love both. I think stage has, yeah, it takes a, a, a completely different craft of, being in that moment from the beginning to the end, no stops. But it's also very difficult for film to not be in sequence, to film in many different, you know, moments of an episode. You know, you start from the end to the beginning, to the middle, back to the end, to the middle, you know. And it takes a lot for you to just, out of nowhere, without the momentum, be in that moment. Right. You know. Now, is so there- I love both. Both are challenging. Now, is there any, like, advice that you would give to people that want to do both or are in musical theater but then also want to do film TV? What advice would you give to the young people looking to start that career? Well, one, I'd just say, you know, be honest with yourself. What what do you connect with the most, you know? And what what do you you thrive in the most? Mm -hmm. And if it is both, then, you know, just study, like, watch. I, I was I'm such a movie junkie. I, I used to be even more so. Like, I would watch so many movies. I could watch three movies back to back. And I feel like that was a lot of training for me to see how they worked on screen, you know. And I would say just study. Study the different mediums, you know. Take those workshops for on-camera classes. Do those musical theater workshops, you know. Take those dance lessons. Just always train and, like, educate yourself and, and watch. You know, I think, like, you learn the most when you're watching. So, so true. just keep feeding yourself. 
So would it be fair to say that when you buy DVDs or you buy digital copies of movies, you love to watch the, um, like, behind-the-scenes features? I don't. When I was younger, I did. When I was younger, I did so much. But nowadays, I don't really. I don't really watch behind-the-scenes. I I feel like my favorite pieces of work are whenever I don't even, I, I don't even think about any of that stuff. I'm just like, watching it and thinking it's real life. <laughs> Got you. I still have that ability to have that, like, you know, sense of disbelief, you know? Absolutely. Definitely. So you went to college for acting, and so what was your... Because you did you audition for musical theater when you went to college, or was that the boarding school training as well? So at boarding school, I auditioned and it was just for drama, for acting. And then in college, you know, at Coastal, it was just a BA program. Got you. Okay. And then the year that I went there, they um, started the BFA. So I had a choice and I decided to just do acting. Absolutely. So... What was your first, I feel like the audition process is relatively different in film and in theater. So what was your first theater audition and do you remember it? Like just in general theater? Yeah. I feel like um, it might have been in middle school when I auditioned for Schoolhouse Rock. Okay. And I was just like the most excited. I was just like taking in all like the little choreography and I had to sing my own song and so I sang a Disney song. You know, like it was <laughs> I, I was also young, you know, and right. I think it was musical theater because I don't put as much pressure on myself. I have more fun. Right. You know? And I'm just like, I'm just gonna sing the song. Don't know how it's gonna come out today, but here you go. You know, with with, with acting I I I'm a little more hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Or I used to be. I'm not as hard on myself as much as I used to be. Um, yeah, I feel like it's a different a different beast just because in musical theater, those are the moments where, you know, those characters escape their reality. Right. And go with another world. And in, in, in straight acting on camera, it's more like, they they that you fall into the world, you fall into your own world in those deeper moments, and the audience comes to you right. instead of you and the audience going somewhere else in musical theater. That makes um, perfect sense. At least that's how, how I view it. No, that makes absolute sense. I totally get that. So then fast forward to your first television or film audition or commercial audition. Can you explain that process for our listeners that may not know the difference in that? I have a lot of theater listeners, but I don't know how many film TV listeners I have. So what is that audition process like? Okay, well, I've done a lot of musical theater open calls and it's really chaotic. It is freaking crazy. <laughs> and, you know, you have your book, you have this, and it's more of like a performance. Mm-hmm. You know, like a little package that you're giving, at least. That, that, that's as far in depth that I was able to go with musical theater. It felt like a package. You come in, you get out. And, you know, 
TV and film is kind of like that too, but they're really wanting to see like you. They really, they really want to see a part of you, and it's not a performance. They just want you to tell the truth. They just want you to be vulnerable, right? And 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 really open up that 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 sense of connection, you know. So, um, with Yoli, you know, I went in and I was just super vulnerable and. Uh, really try to connect with the other person that I'm talking to. You know, I feel like those are the most successful auditions for me when I'm really connecting with the other person. You know, because it's about the other person. So I, I would say musical theater, yes, it's like a more of a performance. You know, you, you want to take someone else to the another world, to another, you know, place. And in, in film and TV... They really want to see you and you as this character right. and be a little more vulnerable, a, a little smaller into the world and connect with the other person. So whoever you're reading with in that room, you have to really connect with that person because that's how they're going to read it off camera. If you're just, you know, not really having a vision of who you're talking to, then it's going to not seem as honest on camera. That makes sense. That's so deep, though. And I, it's something it that we... Sense. I feel like I'm not making too much sense. No, it absolutely does, because there's such a big difference in, you had said, um, for musical theater, for acting, you're bringing this package, and you're bringing this performance for people to see, as opposed yeah. to film and TV where it's an interaction between two people and that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I never thought of it that way. So that's really awesome. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and sometimes we forget about that when we go on, when we go on camera auditions, you know, we're like, look, look at me. I'm so good. I can do this job. And it's like, we don't care. Okay. We care if you can make a connection right. so that the audience can see and read that connection on camera. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, the best kind of shows and, and the most popular ones are the ones where the fans are like, oh, my God, they have such a connection. Like, that's who they are in real life. And, yeah. and like, they're still in love in real life. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some lessons? And this is such a broad question, but I'm going to ask it anyways, because why not? It's my show. Um, what are some <laughs> lessons that you've learned from your first television film gig to now what are some things that you were like looking back on it go oh my god I will never do that again or that was really good for the first time mm. like in the like as far as like already booking the job and then yeah what are yeah what are some lessons you've learned along the way I would say to take in the moment mm -hmm. take in the moment more like talk to the the other cast members, talk to the camera people, and really take those moments in, you know? Because um, you never know when you're going to be on set again. Right. You never know when you're going to be working again. You never know when you're going to bond with someone like this again. So take it in. Um, I'd say I also learned to know that you deserve to be in the room. You know, mm -hmm. I forgot who told me that. And, you know, it really stuck with me 
sometimes, especially when you're new, you're kind of like, oh my God, thank you so much for having me. And it's like, no, you earned this spot. Be here. Own it. You know what I mean? It's so good. Yeah. It's and so good. What else? Um, I'd say also learn that uh, really, really prepare. Like we could really, we could really prepare, but sometimes when you work with different directors, they will throw different things at you. And so really be prepared to only have one take, mm-hmm. one take, you know, sometimes we get comfortable and expect like, okay, we, we could do a couple takes. That's like the worst mentality to have. Right. Make a bold, honest choice the first time and if you get a second one you get a second one you know we're not here all day to take do 50 takes with you on your three lines right you know (laughs) but sometimes you forget that especially when like your cast you know you're like oh i got time i could do it this way do that do it this way it's like no that was practice you come in and you give me your first strong choice and when we do it again, you could either do that again in a different way. You could give me your second strong choice. So those are a couple of things that I took in. And also, eat the food on set. Just eat the food on set. <laughs> <laughs> eat as much food on set as possible. That's too funny. So you are <laughs> bi-coastal living. And what is that like? That I'm, I have done my fair share of traveling out west and then back east and... It is not my favorite thing to do. How do you do it? It's not really the best. At first, I thought I would be more by coastal than I am now. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be by coastal. I'm going to just hang out in LA sometimes. I'm come to New York. But I'm like, oh, actually, I love New York. <laughs> Unless I'm working in LA, right now it's like no reason for me to be there, except for like events and stuff like that. But I am flying from New York to New Mexico. A lot. Oh, that's and fun. I don't I don't really mind it. I really I really enjoy it because I feel like New York is more now home and getting my stuff together and working on my own little projects and just like filling my time up with people that I love and then I get to fly and go to work. You know? Like right. like, like those business people like, Oh, I have to fly this week, honey, I'm going to work. <laughs> You know, so it, it, it feels good to have that separation, too. Um, but, yeah, I go back to L.A. for for certain things. If there's an event that I, like, really can't miss that mm-hmm. is important to me, then I'll go over there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I was never the biggest fan of traveling when I was younger. And now it's, like, uh, every day. Not every day, but, you know, like, it's going to happen at least once a month for me. Yep. And just I've just, like, tried to find the beauty in it, you know. I've tried to write more now that I'm, when I travel, and that's been helpful, you know. Now, you write music. You're a singer-songwriter as well. That's what I've been told. Uh, yeah. That is incredible. I, mean, I, I really, really hope that one day that I could get the ball going. I'm actually going to the studio tonight to write, to record a song that 
I kind of wrote last night. Oh, that's awesome. I came up with voice and like, kind of like freestyle, singing, rapping, writing music, you know? That's awesome. I feel like it's more, it's the most um, out of my head I can be is with songwriting. Absolutely. Um, I think it's fun. It's just so fun and I don't put too much pressure on myself and it's just something for self-expression, you know, like right. I'm not trying to be Beyonce. I'm not trying to be anybody in the music industry or, but if something were to happen, that'd be awesome. But if I were to be able to sell my songs, dream come true, that'd be so cool. That's incredible. So your what does your boyfriend do? He's a model actor. That's awesome. And he's also a writer. I mean, yeah, I guess so, right? He writes songs. That's incredible. He's got, you've got the whole, you both have the whole package. It's fantastic. Aw. I know. He's, he's definitely a great, one of the biggest influences in my life right now. Like, That's he's fantastic. also a vegan activist. Look at that. You know, so we have a lot, we share a lot of the same passions. It, it's really nice. You it's lucked really it right nice out. To have someone who you can bounce back and forth with. That's fantastic. You literally lucked right out. That's so fantastic. I know. We help each other with our self tape. Like, People are like, oh, oh, y'all are like, you know, super romantic. I'm like, yeah, we, we go on dates or whatever, but we're usually hustling the whole time. We're like, right. you got a self-tape, I've got a self-tape, let's write a song. Um, you have to do this, you have an audition, let's run over your lines, let's do this. We're always like helping each other out. That's awesome. That's kind of the greatest relationship yeah. to be in, be it friendship, romantic, or platonic. That's so fun. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So let's, now that you brought that up, let's talk about um, vegan activism. I'm not super familiar with it, so I'm excited to learn along with our listeners. So tell me a little bit about that and how that got started for you. Well, like I said before, I've always had a passion for animals. I never knew where that was going to lead. Just because I just was like, oh my God, I can't be a veterinarian. Like, I don't have the heart to do surgery on an animal and then it could pass, pass away and then I have to tell their family that I couldn't help it, you know? Right. I, I always feel like I was way too sensitive to fully, to directly help animals, you know? And, you know, I remember watching some video, I can't remember, in high school that really messed me up and I was like, that's it. I'm not eating meat. Not gonna happen. And my mommy said, okay, yeah, sure. And <laughs> she was right. I had no willpower to really stop myself from eating it. And I, w- I would go through my days, and then there was something in me that was like, you know, was weak. And felt like I, I wasn't capable of saying no. I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. But I've always wanted to. And, you know. It was such a bad thing because I had so much guilt. I had so much guilt when I ate. I had so much guilt when I would see pictures of animals from the farm, you know, that I was, I wasn't supporting them. I was actually betraying them. My eyes, that's how I felt. And so throughout, since I was 15, I've been struggling to be vegetarian. And I didn't even know what vegan was. And I would go back and forth, vegetarian, pescatarian, you know, going back and eating animals. Like, and, and there was such a 
there was such a hate and guilt that I was creating for myself because I just, I just always knew it just didn't resonate with me. It was just this bad habit, this cultural okayness with eating animals, especially the way that they're treated nowadays in, in, in these factories, which are not even factories. They're, they're torture chambers, basically. Um, and so the more and more I started educating myself and seeing those horrible videos and really learning what was happening, you know, I just couldn't take it anymore. And one day I saw this picture. It was like this art picture of one side. There was a cow, a pig, a chicken, a sheep. And on the other side, there was a cat and a dog with a knife and a fork and a bib just waiting for the human to go and get those other animals to give to them to eat. And I just started crying because in that moment I realized I was putting value into one animal and thinking that the other was less than, Mm -hmm. which then meant that it was okay that they were getting tortured and slaughtered so that I can eat my burger. And I was like, what the, what am I doing? Like, am I that selfish? Am I that selfish? Am I that ignorant to what's actually happening? Like, how am I going to see an animal that I claim that I love, animals, see them being tortured and turn my back and eat them? And I was just, Getting, I just got disgusted with myself and it's just like, wow, these are, this is not who you are. It's, you know, your morals are not aligned with this. And so I decided to, to go vegan because I learned about veganism and I, uh, I started going to more vegan restaurants and I was like, wow, actually the food is more than I thought it was, you know, because sometimes right. we have this interpretation that being vegan means uh, kale and tofu. Right. But Absolutely. it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And, I, you know, I felt like I was losing out on something. And I was um, I was gaining so much more. I was gaining, you know, my sense of morale again. I was gaining clarity. I was gaining my passion back. And, and I was I was helping. Like, I, like I love to do. I love to help. And I, I was like, okay, these are the voices. I can help and be a part of their voice. For, you know, freedom, you know. And so I just started learning more about foods and, and what you can eat so that it's not boring because I love food. I freaking love food. I'm such a big foodie and that's like a whole other topic. My whole relationship with food has gotten better now that I've become vegan because I don't feel as guilty, you know. And have this turmoil with the food that I'm consuming, and uh, yeah, now now I I decided to create uh, a vegan Instagram separate because you know sometimes people get uncomfortable. But now I'm just like to the point where I'm like, you know what? Sometimes it takes you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, change. You yeah. know, it helped me, and that's kind of how I found my boyfriend Jordan. He would. He became vegan a, a little bit before me, like six months before me, and I was already wanting to be. And he would post 
these crazy videos of these animals. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to see this. But who does? Right. <laughs> who wants to see that? That's the whole point. But sometimes we need to see the truth of what's happening in order for us to know that what we're doing is causing this. What we're supporting is, is causing this. Now, is this worth your temporary meal? Right. So is terrible. it worth the groceries that usually go to waste? Is it worth the food that you're consuming that's making you sick that later on, long term, is not going to be healthy for you? That there are studies out there that are linking meat and dairy to cancerous things. Right. And it's, it's more than just, you know, people saying, oh, I don't care. Animals taste good. I'm like, yeah, well, you're making yourself sick since you don't care about them. You care about yourself, you know? Um, and so it was just something that I was just starting to feel so passionate about because mm-hmm. I, I, I just wish that I would have done it so much sooner, you know? So, like, the passion really came from, oh, I wish someone was like this with me. You know, sooner. Getting it through my thick skull to be like, you're being, you're thinking about yourself right now. You know, I can't give up my ice cream. Well, it's not your ice cream. It's those 30 cows breast milk that they were tortured for. You know, like when we break, when we break down the reality of things, it's not pretty and it's not as fun. And so I could no longer quote-unquote, enjoy that ice cream, right? you know? Yep. And there are so many alternatives. Once I started trying cashew ice cream and, and you know, vegan cheeses, you know, and keep uh, continuously trying, not just trying one and being like, oh, nope, don't like it. You know, you try different types. I started to find my passion for food, you know, grow even more and just... I just got more excited to share to people like all the exciting foods that I've tried, you know? That's awesome. And you don't have to give up anything with food, you know? Uh, there's Vegan doesn't equal healthy, you know? Right. If you're scared that you're, you're not going to be able to eat your pizza, your ice cream, your donuts, you can still eat that. And it's probably, it, it, it is better actually because the, the ingredients are whole. They're not filtered with all this extra stuff. Usually right. a lot of vegan foods they go straight to the the sources, you know. Simpl- they're more simple. Uh, and it's just a little more effort and investment that you have to make into your own self, you know. You have to look at those labels. It's not easy, but you gotta and take time, but then it becomes a habit. You look at those labels, you know what to look for, you know what groceries you could buy, you know which restaurants to go to. It's just a a change in lifestyle, and sometimes people are scared to change. But Was it a difficult change for you, or was it something that once you realized it and it clicked, you were like, nope, I'm happy here? It was difficult in the sense of whenever I was making it about me. And then whenever I would look at that pizza and go, no, Justina, that is cow's milk. That is the cow's milk, and it was tortured for it. Then I, I couldn't eat it the same. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just had to remind myself, it's not pizza. It's a slice of bread with sauce, with cow's 
breast milk on top of it. That's not appealing to me. Right. Now, it had cashew cheese on there with, you know, peppers and mushrooms and onions. And I'm like, hell yeah, money is bad, you know. (laughs) But when it's the reality of what it is, like, oh, I'm going to eat this burger, which is probably multiple cows, different body parts of it, mashed up together. It's been dead for who knows how long. And then it got to my plate. I have no idea how long from death torture to my plate it's been. And I'm going to put that in my body? No. Not anymore. You know, like, it, it's just a constant reminder of why you're doing it. You know? And yeah, it, for so me, it was always about them. You know? And it was difficult because, you know, when you go to family functions and they're not really trying to accommodate you they're supportive but they're not trying to accommodate you and next thing you know everything has a little bit of meat and dairy in it you know in the beginning it's difficult but then you learn that you bring your own stuff you know you bring your own stuff prepare you know and you educate the the ones around you. you you know the more you realize that it's not oh i'm not gonna be able to go out with so and so yeah, you are. You can bring them and educate them and bring them to a vegan restaurant and have them try something, you know? And, and and sometimes getting together with loved ones doesn't have to revolve around food or beverages. You know what I mean? You can do something else if you're not ready to be around that yet, you know? That's it, so it, it's fascinating. It's all about, like, seeing the true long-term point of it all. Right. That's so fascinating. I'm I'm intrigued by all of that, all of what you're doing in terms of your career, in terms of your activism. I think it's fascinating. So we're gonna definitely talk about um, how people can follow your activism at the end of the podcast. I want I want to make sure that all of your social medias and all that good stuff are followed and put into this episode because it's it, I'm fascinated and I could talk to you for hours on this. It's so cool. <laughs> Um, I wanted to do kind of one of the things that we do on the show is we do rapid fire. So we get these amazing guests and they have such incredible careers and stories, but not a lot of our listeners get to know who they are as people. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions for our listeners to be able to know who you are as a person. Okay. All right. What is your favorite color? Mm, Blue or green. (laughs) What's your favorite candy? I like lollipops. Favorite TV show? Uh. Favorite uh, pre-show meal or pre-tape meal? Anything with guac and or smoothie. Yes, and favorite post-show meal? Anything with guac or smoothie. Tacos, tacos, tacos. <laughs> favorite show currently on Broadway? Waitress. Go-to musical genre? Um, Romance. If you could do any other occupation other than the one that you're doing, what would it be? I would be... Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I would be... Oh. I'd be in the wild 
rescuing animals. Favorite movie? Uh, let's see. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure snack? Pizza. Favorite guilty pleasure <laughs> TV show? Um, uh, Gossip Girl. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Summer, winter, spring, or fall? Fall. East Coast or West Coast? And my last question is a three-parter, which is more Broadway-themed than anything else, but I'm going to ask and see what you think. Uh, Favorite role that you've played already in your life? Favorite role that you are currently of the right age to play? And a future role that you want to play so bad? Oh, my goodness. So, I loved playing the witch in Into the Woods. Mm Mm-hmm. The role that I could be playing right now, which is also the role that I would die to play, would be uh, Eponine. Okay. And then a future role that I would die to play, I guess it would be, I guess it would be Maria. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 I lied, I lied. In, in the Heights, I'd love to play um, um, Nina. Yes. Okay. I see you. Uh, This has been such a wonderful 45 minutes of just getting to know you and knowing all the things that you do. I want to make sure before we leave that your uh, social media, your website, all of that good stuff is plugged. So can you tell us where we can find you? Yes. Well, my website is um, www.justinaadorno.com. My Instagram is justina.justina, and my vegan account is just in a vegan journey. So it's Justina Vegan Journey. Justina Vegan Journey on Instagram, justina.justina on Instagram, and www.justinaadorno on the interwebs. Yes, yes. And what can we look for for you on television coming up soon? Yes, I'm working on season two of Roswell, which I believe premieres uh, around January on the CW. So you can catch up on season one on Netflix right now, and I'll be on season two playing the role of Steph. That's fantastic. I am so thrilled that we got to chat. Again, www.justinaadorno on the interweb, justina.justina on Instagram, and Justina Vegan Journey on Instagram as well. You are a joy to talk to. I'm so excited to catch up on your shows and to watch you as you go forward in season two. Congratulations on that. And I'm excited to watch what you're doing. And if there's ever a time that you're like, hey, I want to come on a podcast and talk about stuff, please do. Because when you release your new music... I would love to be the scoop and have you on the show with your boyfriend and talk about it. Oh, I would love that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day and enjoy the studio tonight. I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. I'm excited too. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. 
Hi, everybody. I just wanted to say, don't forget to like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook is Triple Threats and Beyond. Instagram is at Triple Threats and Beyond. Twitter is TTB with Roy. Don't forget to like us on there. And wherever you listen to us, please go give us a thumbs up or a good rating. Leave us a comment. Talk to us. Suggest some guests, whatever it may be. Just give us some love on those uh, social media outlets. Take care, everybody. And thanks so much for listening. It's so much fun to do this for you.